Yo, what up, everybody? You are listening to the best podcast in the world. Yes, indeed. This is a brand new episode of Behind the Baller Podcast, episode 76. We're going to keep it funky. I've been giving you guys that long talk, and I never short dick you motherfuckers. No pause. 90 minutes, two hours. Most podcasts do like 35, 45 minutes max. Well, today I'm going solo on that ass for the weekend wrap up. But uh, let's see what we got today. We got fan questions. We got jackass of the week. Kanye West is now a billionaire. It's been hot as fuck outside in L.A. Idiots are still going out to the beach and not social distancing. And is Kim Jong-un dead or alive? I forgot to mention, I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. Some of you may know me as the Forrest Gump of hip hop. And from my behavior, you know, the, the rage and my short temper, from that alone, some of you may understand why they call me the Korean Liam Neeson. My boy Chasing Cash said yesterday, Ben Baller has lived four lives and dabbled in every culture but British and Irish. Well, hold on, bro. The British part, I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? I came close. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. But for real, what's good, everybody? Uh, you guys still scared? By now, I think some of you who need to be shook are, but you're also taking the right precautions and safety measures. I did a poll, was it like two or three days ago? On uh, like, I did a poll for the country, for USA, right? I said, who would, would go out to a restaurant to sit down and eat? or would go to a movie theater inside the next 60 days. Closed or open, meaning like, you know, is the government going to open or close, whatever. In the next 60 days, so that's until like damn near June, I said, would you sit down and eat at a restaurant, you know, like a, like a Cheesecake Factory, something like that, or go to a motherfucking AMC movie theater, right? 15,000 people voted, and 87% said no, right? That works for me, you know. I know what the fuck I'm going to do. And I'm going to operate the same way until at least 80% of America has had a COVID-19 test or a COVID-19 antibody test. So that's almost 300 million motherfucking people. And I'm cool. You know, I'm going to keep hustling, keep doing my thing. Once that all happens, I'll move around a little bit inside the country. You know, New York, Chicago, Seattle, uh, obviously San Francisco, which fuck, I've been thinking about a lot lately. But internationally... Especially to Asia, that's going to have to wait a year or so, you know. But look, man, shit is not over at all. Whether whether or not Cali or New York City and, you know, the major metropolitan areas open up the economy, that shit don't mean, just because the economy is open don't mean that shit. Like, people really think, okay, well, they misinterpret, we're back to work, we're going to work. No, motherfucker, shit is different, okay? Shit is still lingering. That virus is out there lingering for sure. And I want motherfucking time to slow down because when flu season hits in the late, in, in the motherfucking holiday season, again, man, I'm, I'm just really curious to see how holidays are going to be. Everyone thinks it's bad now, you know, like 26, 30 million people are asking for, you're looking for jobs and shit. That's nothing. It's going to be another, it's going to be 60 because it's just like, uh, it's going to be weird. Starting to see a lot of plexiglass walls go up to places and stuff and restaurants are going to start even maybe implementing the plexiglass I don't know, man. It's it's really fucking insane. Um, I was gonna hit Home Depot today, 
or I was going to go to Costco, either one. I was going to go to Costco or Home Depot, and I called them, and nobody picked up. It's crazy. Nobody picked up at all. Like it, it rang twenty times. I called twice, and uh, I wanted to get some paper towels, right? So if you guys know anywhere paper towels are in the LA area, I mean, it's, I guess it's not that deep, right? Because I, I mean, I think we're good for about another three to four weeks, but I, I just wanted to get some motherfucking paper towels, right? And um, especially since you know my housekeeper is going to be coming back probably in the next week or so. And by the way, my housekeepers are only allowed to enter our home with the long sleeve shirts that I provide them, right? Because it's getting hot. Um, they're going to have slides that I provide them. I'll disinfect them every day after they leave with booties and um, obviously gloves and N95 masks, which I'll be providing as well. But yeah, you know, back to the, the paper towels. Shit is really crazy. I know Amazon is fucking, they have to be directly connected to Bounty or fucking uh, Kleenex paper towels and shit. This is stupid as fuck. They're an enormous fucking gigantic company. How the fuck you got no paper towels to ship out? Like, for real? Um, the state of Georgia has opened up this weekend and a lot of their businesses, um, one being, well, a lot of their types of businesses from movie theaters, bowling alleys, barbershops, beauty salons and stuff and so on and so far. Look, man, ain't nobody watching a fucking movie no matter how fucking hot it gets in Atlanta, whatever, no one's going to no motherfucking movie theater, right? The bowling alley is dead, okay? They interviewed these fucking two rednecks in this barbershop, and the barbers were like, well, we got to do what we got to do. But I kind of wish the governor would just listen to our president and health officials on keeping these types of businesses closed because these are non-essential businesses. And uh, these motherfuckers are wearing um, surgical masks and shit, and um, I don't know, they're, they're, at least they're wearing surgical masks. You know, they're waiting for a customer to walk in to get a haircut. I ain't got to worry about that type of shit because I just shave my head bald. You know what I'm saying? I, I get the straight razor at the crib and shave my shit clean, right? But peep game, man. I've had Tyga's hair guy who fixed his hairline. And when Tyga first started rapping, in uh, 08, his, his hair line was fucked up. I mean, that's why I was always wearing a hat. He didn't really see him without a hat on. And he fixed his shit on another level, right? And um, Tory Lanez even thanked him like crazy. He'll always get 16s for free because you changed my life. You changed my hairline. And I've been kind of going back and forth about it, right? I talked to Tyga about it on all the several trips that we've gone on. He gave me the contact. I talked to the doctor. Um, I gave the contact to my boy Paul. Yes, Paul Blue Whiskey, um, Kaya's godfather. And Paul's going to do it because he's like, fuck that. And I understand, you know, some people, it's a sensitive thing. Not everyone can rock the shaved bald head. I mean, I like it, right? But again, I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to spend money on haircuts and hair products again and get pomade and all that shit and everything and get this. What a fucking hassle, you know? It's a bitch just to shave my own hair, you know, um, like two to three days a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, so every two, three days I shave my head. I can't imagine having to wait at a fucking barbershop again, like, you know, I mean, having a personal barber, you know, ends up being what, 250, 300 a cut. And then, you know, which I guess that works out. But then it's just like, man, I don't know, man. Even if I got a billion dollars, I just, well, if I got a billion, now it'd be a different story. But it's just having that fake talk with the barber and then the people just in there. And just, I just feel like you're ready for a lick right there too. I always had to have my gun out ready to go. It's crazy, man. I just, no, I'm good. I don't know yet. We'll see. <laughs> Um, my friend Bella Harris, 
Um, she's a daughter of music super legend, super producer, super just mogul, like historical music person, Jimmy Jam. She took an antibody test and found out that she had the novel coronavirus. She doesn't know when she had her, you know, when she was actually, you know, sick and had the coronavirus, the COVID-19, but she remembers being sick last month in March and having symptoms sometime in mid-March and stuff. And Bella told me, she hit me up first. She's like, hey, you know what? Um, I read all your stories and everything. And I don't know, you were the first person ever I knew talking about it. And so many people say that, right? Anyways, she never got tested, you know what I'm saying? And so she was like, fuck it. And then so she decided to take the antibody test. And out of six people living in her house, uh, two of them had, showed positive for antibodies, meaning they had it. Her twin brother is sort of high risk because he has um, diabetes. But anyways, this is crazy. She hit me up and she's thinking about it. Anyways, Bella is a, she was going to be a guest on my show because she's a model, right? And she's very pretty, right? This is a, she's actually beautiful, right? She's half black, half Latina. She's five foot 10. And she's like, just, wow, she's really, really pretty, right? She comes from a great family. She's a really cool chick. She isn't snobby at all. She's got a great personality. Most girls with her status can be such, like, such, just, I don't, man, it's only 10 minutes into the show. Do I, fuck it, I said, she, can, most girls with her status can be cunts, all right? But check out her page, Bella, okay, at Bella B. Harris. Um, by the way, you know what's weird? I downloaded this app called House Party, and I don't know how the fuck this thing worked. And um, I didn't really add anybody. I keep getting these notifications. With her. I know my wife is, is on there and my brother-in-law and some other people, my family and shit, but I didn't really add anybody. And I decided to add my friend Charlotte Lawrence, who is another celebrity girl who had COVID-19. She was one of the first persons to announce it. And Charlotte is like this, you know, cute. Also, again, another tall, 5'9", 5'10", beautiful. She's white, <laughs> different, but just sweet girl. And she was the only person I added. I had no idea. And I keep getting this pop up, these pop-up notifications. I don't really get notifications on my phone at all, period. My phone is on the most minimal everything. And um, sidebar, we got to go to the, the fucking screen time thing, which is driving me crazy. I'm going to talk about that now that it's on my mind. But it said Charlotte is in the house, boom, whatever. I don't know what happened. I clicked on the thing, and I ain't going to lie to you. I was watching motherfucking Pornhub, and I, and I was in my fucking dark-ass room. Click on the thing. Thank God I pushed fucking pause, then mute on my computer, shut the fucking screen down and I jump in a chat with Charlotte and fucking five of her friends who I don't know none of them and they're like oh my god is that really whoa that's Ben Baller hey hey I'm a big fan of yours and boom 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 and I didn't know what to do so they're all smoking weed on fucking camera and shit so I walked into the room grabbed a VVS pan and started smoking I was like all right y'all hey man I'll see you later had no idea how that shit works that shit is tricky you fuck around and click on somebody's thing may not be ready boom you in there FaceTime the whole shit um sidebar Screen time on Apple. You know how every Sunday it shows you a screen time? All right. I used to average four hours and like 10 minutes on a bad week, five hours a day. Motherfucker, I am at 10 hours and 19 minutes a day, which is fucking crazy because I sleep for six. So, God damn, that's really bad. And that's just during the pandemic. Anyways, let me ask you guys, right? I know I have a couple older cats on here, but I know that my audience is a lot younger than than most so let me, do you guys even give a fuck about Kim Jong-un, right? How many of you motherfuckers even know who that is, 
okay? How many of you even know the actual history of his family and that whole serious, severe, notorious background? Huh? Like for real. Okay. Regardless. Is he dead? I think, look, man, at this point, he's either dead or fucked up for sure, right? This is obviously real people who got real insight, inside information as well too. Like, look, you think the CCP is bad, and especially I tell you how fucked up it is. North Korea beats them by a zillion percent. Easy, right? What's crazy is my biological father knew his grandfather and knew his dad, right? His gra- Kim Jong-un's grandfather, Kim Il-sung, was one of the most powerful leaders of North Korean history. And he is a fucking legend, whether people like it or not. Just like Saddam Hussein was a legend. Stuart is a legend, right? When my dad used to visit Pyongyang often, and I know for many years, decades, my dad went at least once or twice a year to to Pyongyang. That's a whole different discussion we'll have at another time because we're going to talk about how the fuck he got into the country and everything else. But he would visit Kim Il-sung. And I have a picture somewhere in my archive. We'll talk about that later in the show, about how I just reorganized my photos app but he would visit kim il-sung and um there's a picture of him standing on a stage next to kim il-sung and next to his my dad is kim il-sung on the other end is kim jong-il who was another ill motherfucker right and a few other north korean leaders and uh, also my uncle was in that lineup um my uncle on my dad's side again on a stage in pyongyang north korea shit is crazy as fuck it's nuts I remember showing people that picture like in 04 and, and the Korean people and they're like, whoa, people, Korean people who understand what time it is. When I say that, if you know, you know, okay? If you're over the age 38 or 40, you would know in your Korean, you would know that probably 40% of the people that are here in America that are over 40 years age, right? At least that. Guarantee at least 40% have some family member that got stuck in North Korea, all right? My dad always wanted me to visit North Korea and visit my grandma, but I was too scared. My brother and sister went and uh, they had to fly. They told me they had to fly to Beijing first and from Beijing you go in. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck it worked, but I didn't really want to know too much. I'm good. My dad is senile now. He's, he's got Alzheimer's. He's, he's, you know, I don't really speak to him. We got uh, issues. And uh, my dad used to have a nonprofit organization called One Korea Movement. And that was a, a organization that was... um. It had hopes to reunify North and South Korea. But honestly, to tell you the truth, I never knew much about it. My dad would have like retreats with his friends and stuff. And, you know, um, I know I never paid attention. But I remember like some dude in LA got arrested. He said it was fucking espionage or some shit for North Korea. And this was like 20 years ago or something. And I asked my dad, I was like, how the fuck this dude get arrested? And like, you never got arrested, whatever. And he was like, oh, because my dad, you know, was like, I've never accepted money from North Korean government. So that's what it is. And I was like, okay. But that shit fucked up a lot of shit for me in Korea. Um, I couldn't visit South Korea for, you know, 30 something years until they changed government so many goddamn times. So my, I think there's still a file on me for sure out there, but I don't know. I used to get called commie by, you know, the Korean kids at church that were like, you know, proud next to whatever and shit. But then later on, they realized that my father helped a lot of them locate where their families were. Um, like again, ones who got stuck in North Korea after the Korean War. Again, I'll get in more into this another time. I don't know. You know, it's like I just thought it was crazy because Kim Jong Un is probably dead now, and I don't know if his sister takes over and leads the country because his two kids are way too fucking young. It, it, it's a crazy situation there. You couldn't imagine the level of poverty there 
It's worse than a fifth world country, worse than Burma, worse than anyway. It's just, it's fucking scary. Um, remember, there's no hotels there. There's no motherfucking like restaurant. There's no McDonald's. There's no, it's like, it's, I can't even explain to you. This is crazy. Put on some real shit. Um, well, on some fake shit, actually. <laughs> on some fake shit, China has said they've gone 10 straight days without any deaths. Yeah, I. And my penis grew 11 inches in the last 10 days. So now it's 12 inches long. Get the fuck out of here, man. There's an Asian lady, which is funny, from New York City who flew on a plane this weekend from Miami to JFK Airport in New York City. And she said the flight was beyond packed. I don't know what that means because, um, well, I mean, I assume it's packed, but I know airlines said that they would take the middle seats out and things like that. Whatever. Most people I know that have been flying in the last month said they're on a plane from L.A. to New York with fucking nine people. Um, L.A. to Hawaii with fucking the flight attendants, everyone, staff, all that, still like 10 people max, right? People are telling me these planes are empty. Yet this lady is telling me this is a full flight every fucking seat taken and she complained to the airline staff how there's nobody wearing masks on the plane very few people she said right and she was upset how it wasn't a mandatory condition that every passenger should wear a mask and she was with her husband and her two young children and uh they're in miami for a few weeks because once the mayor in new york said that schools would be closed she thought shit was sweet, so she thought she'd go to fucking Miami, and now she has to get on a plane to go back home. Um, she said that she saw the worry in other passengers' faces. They're really worried. Well, bitch, were they wearing masks too? Were you wearing masks? You failed to mention that, right? But there are so many people without masks that the captain made an announcement apologizing, saying, we're sorry. I know that you guys are worried. Just please try to calm down. I know the flight is very crowded. The airplane is very crowded. Please just all try to win. She said it was a stressed out flight. That's like what? A two-hour flight, Miami to New York? And uh, look, man, hold on. First of all, just wait one fucking minute. All right, no offense. I get it. It's crowded and packed in New York City, right? You guys are living on top of each other. I just had this conversation with Michael Rapport. You know how Manhattan is. You know what, what it's like in New York City, right? Especially in Soho where this lady is from. But bitch, why are you leaving to go chill in Miami? Like you want to get away. I get it, okay? But this is an entire problem across the entire country and the world. Why go to a semi-hot spot that's fucked up, like Florida, because the weather's good. I know people thought it, was, it wasn't it was that bad then, but even weeks and weeks ago, a month ago, whatever, when the fucking stupid-ass spring breakers are talking about, oh, I don't give a fuck, it was bad then. Why the fuck, anywhere but there, why the fuck are you flying? Okay, ask yourself that. It was like, oh, you know, we should, no, bitch, it, it, you know what the fuck it is. Why not rent a car, right? You got a family of four especially two small kids, you guys have fit fine in a mid-sized car, SUV, drive down I-95. Yeah, it's inconvenient. You know what? But it's safe. Bitch, why are you getting on a plane then and complaining? Huh? And American Airlines, I've already spoke about this shit. Why would you allow the plane to be completely packed? Like, take out a few, some seats. What the fuck? And especially with what's going on today, even last week, shit's fucked up. Again, man, it's amazing that these fucking planes are still operating. 
right, it's, it's actually making me angry. I'm just trying to get a headache, talk about this shit, and I barely have my coffee. Stupid, dumb motherfuckers, all right? Most of the people that I've heard that aren't taking this shit serious this late in the game are the ones catching the COVID, and they get not even a motherfucking violin from me, okay, you fucks? Um, weather's been really good in LA. It's been an average temperature, about 88 over here. And, uh, it even got to 96 on Friday. I took the kids swimming. We swam for like two fucking hours. My fucking chest hurt after swimming that long. I thought I had the coronavirus and my chest got up from the fucking chlorine in the pool. Who fucking knows? We've been swimming every other day. But yesterday I was hungover and, uh, we didn't, not only did we not go on the pool, we didn't go on the bikes, right? On the bikes or nothing. And my son, London, I don't know what happened. He had a bad day playing Roblox or some shit. So he threw a fucking tantrum and he started fighting everyone in the house. He hit Kaya, he hit my mother-in-law. He, my wife was not around. She's upstairs and um, he got into an actual fist fight. A full-on world star fade with Ryder. Right. They fight all the time and shit, you know, fight here and there, hate each other and all this other shit and run and chase each other and whatever it may be. But I was sick and tired of it. So I closed the motherfucking door to their bedroom. I was like, yo, listen, don't cry to mommy or daddy. All right. You guys are going to handle this shit right here like men. And they started hitting each other in the face, socking each other in the eye and neck, and scratching and shit. And once it got too crazy, I got involved. And uh, Ryder was crying and screaming and shit. I felt bad. And, and it was just... Fucking A, man. My kids are growing up so much, man. And London, need a, he needed a lot of cooling down. So I had him sit in timeout for like 30 minutes or so, chilled out, right? Um, got him some cold water and got him an Otter Pop. And then I said, look, man, you remind me of Problem Child. So we threw the movie Problem Child on Amazon Prime, and he loved it. Fuck that. I love that movie. I love that movie since I was fucking, you know, that movie came out when I was in high school or some shit. But yeah, um, after this recording... I'm going to hit the pool and cool off for sure. Um, this shit's going to stay like around 83, like all week long in LA. So, you know, might have to hit the car, hit a drive, hit, do something. All right. With all this hot weather, it's a lot of selfish, dumb motherfucking assholes hitting the SoCal beaches and Newport beach was packed as a motherfucker. All right. I mean, thousands of people were there. I was appalled. No parking lots are open. The fucking piers closed. No restaurant. No, none of that shit. I don't even know if the bathrooms are open, but beaches were packed. I couldn't believe when I saw the pictures. Then I started looking at, you know, locations. You can, you can actually check locations out on, on Instagram because, you know, locations are, are geotagged, whatever. But wow. Like, I can't believe motherfuckers. I mean, hope there's a gang of citations. I don't really know. And at the same time, there was a Skyrider putting um, Stay Strong OC. Stay Strong LA. Like, the fuck? Let's see what happens, though, right, in the next few days, because L.A. County's most deadliest day was this past Saturday, and shit isn't getting better over here, right? I feel like we still haven't hit our peak. We haven't apexed yet. Look, man, I know it's tiresome to hear. It's tiresome for me to even say this to you, but if you don't want to get anyone sick, especially yourself or anyone who's elderly with health, health issues, Stay the fuck inside, all right? Some people have still forgot that they need to wash their hands before they pick their motherfucking nose, all right? It's not that difficult. If you don't got AC, grab a big-ass bowl. Get, grab a salad bowl 
and fill that motherfucker with ice cubes in it, okay? And then run a fan right behind it, all right? I'm, I'm serious. I know it's a ghetto-ass AC. Let's get into these fan questions, and I'll be right back. Yo, Miles, some Lakey Lake, please. Yo, 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 what's going on, man? So this is um, the part of the show where I answer the fan questions. And uh, we're not doing this every week now. We're doing it kind of like every other week. Might even start doing it once a month. But it just makes the questions section a little bit, you know, a little better, right? Um, so, yeah, man, let's get into this right now. Uh, we got Gabe Glow, Lil G90059. He writes, what's good, Ben Bizzle? It's Gabe from Watts few months ago i remember running into you at a front of your store last year while i was with left brain and that's when i first met you and heard of you found out about your podcast started listening to amazing work i wanted to ask you if you've ever been to hawkins burgers across the street from hunters from the hunters i think that burger is top notch watt's been extra active during these times unfortunately thanks for the covid19 info i dm the pod ig a link where to order legit can 95 and 95 masks hope to run into you again you a genuine dude Hey, bro, I appreciate it. I remember seeing Left Eye, I guess you were the dude that was with him. Um, or were you with him, you're saying? I'm not sure. Um, I have not been to Hawkins Burgers. Um, I know where the Hunters is, but, yeah, no, I don't really get down to Compton too much, man. Uh, sorry that shit's getting a little hectic out there. But, yeah, much love. Um, Leon141414 writes, Hey, Ben, huge supporter of the podcast. Been following since day one. Yo, my question is, will you ever have Tadashi from Gravity Ginza on the pod. Um, I don't know who the fuck that is. Unless you mean Tadashi the watch dude. I don't know. I might. With Tadashi, I think I'd rather have Tadashi in person. You know what I'm saying? Maybe go to Tokyo and figure that out. If that's who you're talking about. I'm not sure if that's the same dude. But yeah, if it's Tadashi the watch dude, that's my motherfucking guy. Uh, BZ the Great writes, Why 18 karat gold? two-part question yo ben what up first and foremost thank you for keeping up some normality in this crazy corona world we live in now love the podcast and i've been a day one listener also been following you on ig for quite a while thanks for shouting me out on the career on the fighting for custody of my son bro you're a dad you know what it's like to do whatever it takes with the kids man i just love my son you know i appreciate you answering my other questions but i got another one for you i know you don't talk much about julie on the podcast but i do have a two-part question and the quality of gold you choose Seems like you do a lot of the famous pieces of 18 karat gold, and it looks like mainly in white gold. I see most jewelers do 14 karat, and some down south do a lot of 10 karat gold. I do notice a lot of Asian jewelry, and jewelers use 24 karat though. So my question is, part one, why 18 karat white gold? And part two, is white gold really gold, or is it just referred to as gold? Because I've heard it's referred to as rhodium, so that's kind of a confused me, stay up. I, hey, dog, sorry, man, I was a long-ass fucking comment. Uh, appreciate the, the five-star review, but check it out. Um, it doesn't matter what color the gold is. It's for the clients. Me, personally, I wear white gold and wear platinum. If I'm going to wear white gold, it's 18 karat. Jewelers in the South that use 10 karat, it's because it makes it affordable. That becomes 41.6% actual gold. Anything less than that is not legally gold. Now, at that point, it's a terrible investment. You're getting gold just to say you have gold. It's not worth shit. 
If you get 14 karat gold, that's kind of the standard, whatever. We don't really do stuff like that. But 14 karat gold is 58.5% gold, right? Now, Asian people definitely wear a lot of 22, 24 karat gold. The only thing is you're not doing custom pieces in that because it will wither and be fucked up and they're just it's just too soft. And eventually over time it gets fucked up. But it's heavy and it's a great investment thing and they're, they're nice, but you just don't see those anymore. A lot of Indians do as well too. As far as why we use 18 karat gold is because that is a standard amongst luxury jewelry brands and jewelry houses like Cartier, Harry Winston, Van Cleef. Um, 18 karat is 75% gold. And when I use 18 karat white gold on mine, I personally like to mix platinum with the 18 karat to make it extra gangster. Uh, white gold is just my preference. I don't know what you're talking about with other people. Everyone has a choice, whether it be rose gold, yellow gold, whatever the fuck they want. Um, I've always been much favored towards white or rose. Yellow is a little, I try to stay away from yellow. Um, just to me, it's different. More people, the average people look at it like, oh, this is nice. Me personally, I look at it like it's, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't want to say it because, you know, it's not good for business. But um, second question, is white gold really gold? I mean, of course it is. It is 100% gold. Um, it is colored white, you know what I mean, with the rhodium, obviously. But the funny thing that people don't realize is rhodium costs more than fucking gold itself. So I hope that answered it as quick as I could. There it is. Tuesday, um, Life of Fresh writes, Bitcoin, hey Ben, love the podcast. Would you buy Bitcoin right now or at all? Uh, right now, no, at all, I don't know. Um, RJ Han writes, Orange County, love the podcast. If you had to live in Orange County, which city would you choose? Um, if I had to and there was a gun or there was AIDS and there was a life-threatening disease, um, I guess Orange County be maybe, if they had, I think, a top 10 cities to live in, it probably wouldn't even make the top 25. Or areas, but if I had to, um, Crystal Cove for sure, no doubt about it. You know, maybe Corona Del Mar, but like Crystal Cove, Newport Coast for sure. That's it, final <laughs> for sure. That's where I would live. Eat that motherfucking Javier is crazy. Uh, Honey one three four three writes battle rap. What's up, Ben? Love the podcast. Was wondering what's your take on Ultimate Rap League? If you ever heard of it, if so, who are you? Some of your favorite current battle rappers. I do not like battle rapping at all. It is nothing I care about. If you Google it, you will see that me and Murder Mook got into a little bit of words. We became cool after that. But yeah, I'm just not really a big fan of battle rap, at least not after 2003. Uh, you know my name, writes. I watched some videos on YouTube of the Tricock, and it seems how crazy fast it is. What are your overall plans for yours? Um, Tricock is actually at Platinum Motorsport as of today before this podcast um, was recorded. It is uh, getting dropped, lowered. I got Eibach, uh Pro Suspension Kit on it, um, getting some little accent paints here and there, getting some badges removed on the side doors. Then the car is going to get uh, tuned. I'm going to do down pipes. I don't think I'm going to do a full system. I don't need to. I'm just going to do some down pipes. I'm going to change the pulleys, do a cold air intake, and then, yeah, get the car fully tuned, and that bitch will be ready to go. I was thinking about doing some wheels, but I, no, I don't think so, man. I think I'm good. RMR21A, question for Ben. Uh, what's up, Ben? See you rocking the Yeezy slides. I was wondering how comfortable they are compared to your slides or a typical Jordan slide. Side question, just bought some Cos Companions, open editions. Would you recommend them keeping in the package or free them? Uh, first question, they are very comfortable. They run very small, though. I wear 11 in them, and they fit cool. 
they're a little narrow on the width of it. So it's kind of, it's a tough call. Once they're on and I'm rocking, they're good. I mean, they're really spongy and great feeling. A little weird to get used to. They're good for the house, you know. Plus, I mean, shit, Kanye sent them to me, so they're free. So I don't really know. Um, I think the Adidas Light, um, there's like this one Adidas. I forgot what this one Adidas one is. It's really super comfortable. It's, that's definitely more than a Jordan slide for sure. Uh, the cost companions, depends, man. Are you trying to keep them for resale value? If you are, you might as well open them up because resale value won't be anything for a long time. Unless you want to just kind of put some money in a different place because it'd be a long time before they worth some money. So yeah, display them, dust them, keep them away from the sun. Big Bill 78 writes, love the podcast. My respect and fandom went up a couple notches when I saw you play D1 football. I would love to hear more about your athletic story from high school through college. Also have your experiences through athletics shaped who you are today, life and business. I played college football at a D1 level and I feel like I use lessons learned through sports on a daily basis. Keep up the awesome work. Um, if you followed the podcast, then you would know early on in the first like 15 episodes or so, or maybe 10, I'm not sure. In the K-Town Hustler Series 1, you know, I talked about my D1 career and, and my football career and everything. The experiences through that is, uh, you know, you you obviously have to be, you know, interact with people and shit like that and deal with a bunch of different types of people from different places of the world or different places of the country. Um, so it definitely helped my social skills up. Not that I had any problem with social skills because I'm a very outgoing person. But as far as business, I don't think it really shaped how I am. But, you know, it's good to talk about it. It's, it's, as they call it, like water cooler talk. Um, you know, competitiveness, you know, be, be, me being obviously, you know, um, on the bottom end of the worst player on the team, being great where I came from. But then like, you know, you get to that level and it's like, whoa. And uh, that's about as honest as I can be. But uh, thank you for listening to the show. Dismantle writes, uh, thank you, Forrest B. Gumpington, the baller. Why the fuck would I have anything to say about such a perfect creation? Stay representing for us, Wash folks. I can't believe you're responsible for Faith and Pac. Uh, LOL, stay safe and God bless. Yo, bro, let me tell you something. I'm not responsible. I just happened to be in the car that was taking Faith to see Pac. So, yeah, crazy ass story. Uh, KQ Pro writes, loving the pod. Hey, Ben, I started listening to your podcast about two months ago when I saw you talking about COVID. Now I'm hooked and look forward to each ep every week. All your info has been spot on about this pandemic. I wish more people would give you a listen. Huge props to you and your team for keeping this up during the pandemic. I was curious if you ever watched Ozark or Better Call Saul on Netflix. Also, what are your thoughts on the Last Dance documentary? Were you an MJ fan? Ask for guests. Could you get Dumbfounded or Jay Park on episode? Hope you and your fam stay safe. Um, I've watched Ozark. I love the show. Jason Bateman had been a big fan of his since the fucking 80s. Yeah, he was on a hit show called uh, It's Your Move. He was also, uh, he featured, was featured on Silver Spoons, one of my favorite shows growing up. Better Call Saul, I've tried to watch three or four times, just couldn't get into it. Uh, the Last Dance documentary, someone sent me the link to episodes three, four, five, six, seven, and eight, and I watched one and two on my, um, on demand. Man, it's cool. It's good. You know, is it excellent? No. Is it something I could live without? Yeah, sure. Um. Was I an MJ fan? Yeah, I was a Michael Jordan fan for sure. But again, man, like it wasn't, I don't know, it just, that's me. And I love sports, but it's like, you know, like I, it's hard to put on a scale because I'm, I'm such a big Laker fan, but I respect dude, like fuck. If, if it was like a, if it was, it was the last dance and I was on like a Steph Curry and fucking, I wouldn't watch it. I mean, I wouldn't ever want to watch it. Um, if it was a special on fucking, you know, Carmelo and John Stockton or something, or the Celtics, I wouldn't watch it, wouldn't give a fuck. 
right? And that doesn't take anything away. I know Michael Rapport's very thorough. He's very humble about how he speaks about sports on his podcast. And rap is like, you know, when he talks about sports, he really gives everybody a fair share. I don't know if that's because his Knicks suck so much, but he's really, really well-rounded. Me, I'm very, very favored towards the Lakers. As far as Dumbfounded and Jay Park, I will definitely have both of them on. Don't know when, but definitely both of them have agreed to come on the show, and they will. Just don't know when. D Money writes, love the pod, Young. People need to start putting some respect on your name. What do you think about CBD in Asia? If you know anything about, can you talk about the certs and licenses that are needed? Uh, for those of you who don't know, a lot of people call me Young. It's a respectful way to call your elder. It's like big bro um, in, in a very, very respectful way. Tell you the truth, it's actually what you call your bigger brother. So if you're like, you have a real blood brother, he's older than you, you call him Young. You don't even call him if his name's David, Jesse, where the fuck his name, Dan. You call him Young. So it's a very respectful thing. So thank you. Um, as far as CBD in Asia, I have no fucking idea about any of it. I don't know shit about license certs or anything. I have zero knowledge about it. Uh, Will Harden writes, movie theaters, time to be back, drive in movie theaters. How should I get this started? Um, why don't you do some research? I was around when driving movie theaters were around. Um, find a few of the lots that exist. There's one in Santa Fe Springs. I don't know where any else are, but you need a big ass lot, you need a big ass theater. I don't know how the system's worked up. You know, it's like a little fucking thing next to the parking space that connects to your radio. It was connected to an AM. I think now they could definitely connect through Bluetooth. You could definitely work through Bluetooth 100 million percent. So um, that's a good idea. And if you do it, I would 100 million percent support your business and promote it. Um, Mr. Chino Sun writes, realist dude that speaks the truth, genuine COVID-19 news, been a fan about the podcast since day one, A1, but before the podcast, I've been following your grind since you made the LRG chain before Instagram, much love from Sacramento 916, hey Mr. Chino Sun, appreciate the review, thank you, uh, Gustava Vodler writes, have you been looking forward to meeting someone famous or big, and when you do, you're totally disappointed? I have zero interest in meeting anybody famous and I don't give a fuck about meeting anybody famous. And um, I don't know when the last time I was disappointed, but again, I, like, you know, I'm more excited about meeting someone like that's just random, but yeah, I'm, I've never really looked forward to meeting. I mean, I didn't know until, you know, that time, you know, like very quickly on the times I was excited, like Prince or Michael Jackson, or whatever. I wasn't disappointed with Mike. It was actually more, more shocked. But yeah, I don't really give a fuck about meeting a motherfucking celebrity. Uh, NJ Alvarez 0010 writes, love the podcast. Korean John Cusack. Hey, Ben, I love the podcast. Been day one listener. I've heard you speak on multiple platforms, and I have a huge question that I need you to elaborate more on. In your interview with Mike Tyson on YouTube, you mentioned your son seeing your best friend Q shortly after he passed. That gave me some chills, and I need to hear more about it. Can you elaborate? The story you told in the interview and the things your son were said were mind-blowing. Mad love for the pod. Hope you can produce more per week. Um, Ryder saw Q while he was playing. Um, we were renting a house in the hills and uh, while my house was being built. And my wife was, I wasn't even around. Or I was in another room or something. But yeah, so Ryder was talking to somebody. And my wife, she doesn't pay attention, but she catches on certain things. And she noticed that my son and Ryder has a fascinating imagination. The only thing is, you can't imagine something that you don't know. You know, like, it's it's real when you see, you know, like, he could say, like, oh, this, this, and this. But when you start talking about someone he's, you know, he's met, but he was just too young to remember who Q was, and he described him as pretty fucking chilling. 
And uh, there was like this one area where they have like uh, this glass, our dining room is a glass window that's three parts. It's like, you know, it's um, a U shape and uh, it has like glass blocks. And um, my wife asked him, she goes, hey baby, who are you talking to? And she said, oh, Q. She goes, where's Q? And she got kind of scared and she point, pointed to the window and you know, that's where he was. And and uh, just said that uh, he sees Q once in a while and they were talking. She saw who, you know, she she looked my wife decided to be really smart. She showed a picture of a, a Mexican guy. Then she showed a picture of uh, Michael B. Jordan. Then she showed a picture of somebody else. And then she showed a picture of Q last. And it was three black people, Mexican and white, whatever. But she showed it. She goes, that's Q right there. Babe. Mommy, that's Uncle Q. So it fucked him up. And um, he's mentioned before that he remembers Q's earrings, which are the same ones my wife has. And uh, one time, my mother-in-law's friend came to the house. And he caught to the door. And um, when he got to the door, my son was there when the door opened, and I have an enormous door, like a 20-foot fucking door, right? And the door opens, and my, my son came down, and then um, he's like, oh, okay. And then he like was like looking really hard, and then I guess he left. Then he ran away. Then he came back, and he asked my mother-in-law, I said, Grandma, how come the girls aren't here? Where did they go? And Grandma said, what girls? There's no girls here. And um, she said, where, where'd you see little girls? And uh, it was really crazy. This is like, I never said this before. But my, my wife was like, what are you talking about, baby? What, where'd you see little girls? And he said, yeah, I saw two little girls and they're wearing these dresses. And the dude looks at my mother-in-law and starts speaking Tagalog to her. And he tells her, he goes, you know, I have two nieces that passed away. And um, yeah, they used to be with me all the time. And that was it. That was some crazy shit. Don't know if my son has six cents. I don't believe in any of that type of shit. But again, these are things that you can't just like, he doesn't know Q. London barely did, you know? It's just fucking crazy. Yeah. What's he got? Uh, two questions left. Yeah, so Chucky Lalo writes, what's up, Ben? Um, M. Huevo, funny. Uh, anyways, quick question. Do you think there's going to be an infection um, in the U.S. currency with the government printing out all these billions? You know what? It's really crazy, man, you say that. I... <laughs> You know, I never really understood until really late. And I'm talking like after the fucking, the pandemic. I never understood the damage that printing more money can do to bail us out. And now with all these billions of dollars being printed out, is it going to hurt our economy? Or how does it hurt this? I'm not exactly sure, but I do know that obviously we put, people keep being bailed out. But at the same time, I think we're in so much need that, Money is just money. It sounds fucking crazy. I know it. But, you know, is our dollar bill going to go less? I don't know. I just think it'll eventually even out somehow, some way. That's just my half glass full way of thinking. But definitely there has to be some effect to it. I'm sorry I don't have the financial background to answer that. I know a lot about a lot of things. That's just something I don't know about. It's kind of depressing that I don't. It's actually, I'm embarrassed to say I don't. But uh, my bad, Chucky. Thank you, though. Last question is, Manu, even uh, Ben Yang, how is it possible that you complain about racism towards Asians during this pandemic, but you freely express racism towards white people? You call them hicks and et cetera on your podcast. Also, what happened to those jobs that you're going to create? Um, I don't complain about racism. You have to understand, look at man. I just kind of talk about it. I don't really, you know, it's not really that deep, man. You know, I just really more talk about the idiotic behavior of people like attacking Asians. Um, the racism towards white people calling someone a hick and things like that, that's actually a term, you know, whether it be 
where you you, you take it derogatory. It's a word used in the English, you know, vocabulary. It's a, it's in the dictionary. It's used in schools and things like that. As as much of a, it could be sound like a slang term, but I have really no hate against white people. I fuck with them the most because they have ran the country, you know, for so long in such a fucked up system that in a really unfair way, they get the shit end of the stick on this podcast. Honestly, to tell you the truth again, I really don't give a fuck what color you are. Now, as far as the racist towards Asians, look at the Asians being stupid to fucking black people in the country there. I say the same shit. I just call out anyone regardless. As far as the jobs that you're going to create, create, I was going to pick out 250 people and then the pandemic happened. So obviously there's nothing that could really happen during that pandemic because China was involved in a lot of these things that I was doing. And um, that obviously can't happen because um, of logistics of financial issues and other things like that. But hey man, good question. Look at always question anything you think that is, you know, questionable to my character on this podcast. So yo, that's it for questions. Yo, Miles, you already know what the time is. LL, please. Thank you. So we're back. And uh, right before we get into Jackass of the Week, I got to congratulate my friend, Mr. Kanye West, on officially reaching billionaire status. He beat out Diddy and Jay-Z and Dr. Dre to be the first hip-hop billionaire. He's definitely the first rapper to ever hit a billion dollars. Look, man, congrats. I don't give a fuck if he supports Dick Stain, Donald Trump. He made his and people are mad. They're saying especially in this touchy time and people are out of jobs and things. Check this out, man. Not all news is good, right? And, you know, sometimes the timing, it sucks. But, man, people dying is shitty news, right? Jeff Bezos became $5 billion or $10 billion richer just in the last six weeks in this pandemic. That's shitty, right? Life ain't fair, right? You want to be mad? Too fucking bad, right? Stop making shit about race or religion, too, right? Treat people as individuals, Yes, stereotypes are usually true, but that don't mean that all people are alike. All people in the same color, they're just not, it's not, that's not how it operates, that's not how it works, okay? All right, it's like you hate one fucking Chinese guy, you hate one fucking Mexican dude, it's like, no, they ain't all gonna be the same. They may be similar or anything else, but look, if I like you or if I hate you, it is because of how you are. Not anybody else. It's how, because I hate you because of you, how you act, right? Not for any other reason. I read a story about how people hate those who have money, even if they worked hard for it, which is the dumbest fucking thing in the world, and they came from poverty. People just don't like people with money. You know, it's just, it's fucking sad. Go out there and do something about it. Why are you complaining? They hate people who inherited money even, right? But what they don't, they, they, they don't really hate people like royalty, the royals, who, you know, who are actually born into riches, kings, queens, shit like that. What kind of backward ass thinking is that? Fuck the royalty. Fuck, fuck the kings and like, fuck them. Anyways, Miles, can we get the jackass of the week cue? Yeah, 
Jackass. So I don't know how he hasn't been Jackass of the Week for every week since this started. And, and I'm sure I, I try as hard as not to like not put him on here because it's just it's unfucking believable. Okay. But I cannot promise that he won't be on here again. But yeah, you already know. You, you know who the fuck it is. Who's the Jackass of the Week? Donald Trump. Jackass. Donald Trump is this week's jackass. Now, Donald told Americans, he suggested that they should inject disinfectant to beat coronavirus and to clean the lungs. This motherfucking fat orange head dick fuck really said that. And then I saw actual idiots on Instagram defend Donald Trump. It was un fucking believable like they're really like this is what he actually meant you guys are stupid trump 2020 he you know formaldehyde is a disinfectant and it's put in many vaccines and blah 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 like no motherfucker you're stupid as fuck okay and then less than 48 hours later dick stain admits that he was just joking okay so he realized how much of a fucking idiot he was but how about the dipshit followers of his that defended him? Were they joking? No. All right. The worst part, over 40 people in New York City were admitted into the hospitals due to severe poisoning of ingesting disinfectants and bleach. All right. They injected Lysol into their bodies. Okay. We have a collection of jackasses. My God. Yeah, jackass. So um, I got a little kooky this weekend. On Friday, I decided to take the pista out. Um, my boy Jesse, he came through the pad. He's the only person I've let detail my car since 2013. All right, his company's called Cyclone Detail, which is just really him and like his cousin, and he's just solo, hardworking, good ass Mexican dude, super good dude, man. He came to detail my Ferrari, my pista, uh, my Trackhawk, and my wife's Range Rover. And uh, look, if you need a detail, you can reach out to my boy Jesse. Just say Ben Baller referred you. If you're in the L.A. area, in the Valley, something like that, downtown, um, his phone number is 818-339-9045. He does an excellent job. He also disinfects cars and sanitizes your shit. He sanitized and disinfected all three of my, well, we got five cars, but he disinfected three of them and all that. Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate you. You already know. So I took the piece out and hit the roads and headed to little Tokyo to hit the little Japanese market and get my miso ramen and Japanese snacks and drinks and all my little Japanese shit, you know. And uh, I videotaped it, you know, I just put it on my story, real quick clip, and people are questioning, like, why are your RPMs at 6,000? Why are you cruising at 6,000 RPMs? And like, Listen, how, you, how many motherfuckers know how to drive? Like, really know actually how to drive, right? My car has a red line of 7,500, and I was in the middle of third gear, all right, so the revs were high because I was going like 79 miles per hour, okay? But I was about to shift in the fourth. The only thing is I was in manual shift, all right? I was in manual shift mode, not automatic. But I like driving on high RPMs so that the transmission does the slowing down for me when I let go of the gas, you know what I'm saying? Even though my car has ceramic brakes, it's a very good precautionary measure. If you guys have read, you know, road motorcycles and driven stick shift cars, you would know. You know, that automatic shit is crazy. If you're racing real quick, yeah, boom, and you're slamming on it, different story. It's the best thing to use in a quarter mile race. But if you're on a freeway and you're just driving low RPMs, 
that motherfucker be in seventh gear and you're doing fucking 50 miles per hour. Like, that ain't it. It's a save gas, whatever. Fuck all that. Fuck emissions. Anyways, um, but yeah, the freeway was not empty. That's for sure. And, you know, I mean, we're moving, but it's just, it's just a trip. Um, people are out and about. Uh, it's crazy. The, the CHP had said that tickets above 100 miles per hour have gone up 82%. All right, well, I don't know what to say about that because um, I definitely was going about over 100 miles per hour in the trackhawk. But where's everyone going? No idea. None, none of my business actually tell you the truth. Anyways, I was masked up, gloved up, and I had the mini sanitizer as I always, always do. Got sanitizer in the car. Every car got a little ball of sanitizer. Every car got a little fucking essential pack in there. And um, while I was in little Tokyo, I stopped by my favorite Japanese cafe. You already know tot and uh i grabbed a few katsu sandals and um my other favorite sauce katsu that sauce katsu don man it should hit hard it's been a long time it's been maybe three months or so since i had tot and you guys all hit me up what, what is that what is that on my ig that's what it was she's fucking delicious um they have so many insanely delicious items that i am encouraging you guys to go to tot and get takeout from them I just got a mini microwave oven added to the million dollar man cave. And I can't believe I didn't do this two years ago, right? So when shit gets good again, or when I get more of those instant, you know, COVID-19 tests, like the, you know, the home instant tests, so I can test motherfuckers right there on the spot and they can wait 10 minutes. I'm going to have another movie chill meeting night or day with the Dust Brothers, because we do our meetings here every so often, have a good times, order some Postmates, and do all that type of shit. In fact, I ordered Postmates this weekend, got some Sugarfish. Shit was 200 motherfucking dollars, but it was worth it. But yeah, you know, I'll give Miles Davis and uh, Jordan Winter a, a COVID-19 instant test. And I got the microwave, you know, just in case, you know, we want to heat up some Ramona's or some Amy's burritos, maybe a Hot Pocket. I don't know. It's definitely an essential appliance. Speaking of appliances, well, I've decided to re-release the gold vacuum sealer in a month or so, but definitely by early May at late, I'm sorry, hold on, what is it, May? We're in, we're, no, we're in fucking May right now. I'm sorry, by early June at latest, right? They fucked up. Much love the network though. They fucked up and only released 300. I didn't realize we were supposed to release 500, right? So I will drop at least another 500 or 700 max on the second drop, okay? I'm not doing a drawing this time. I'm sick of you crybabies, fuck that. I'm, I'm just gonna let that shit go. By the way, the four winners that won the gold vacuum sealers last week, only one has contacted me. If you were listening to this episode, I need the other three of you guys to send me an address or I'm going to put your shit up as a consolation prize for someone else. And think of another question, but I need you guys to send an email with your address so I can ship you your gold vacuum sealers. Um, I have a sick Ben Bar to the Chain drop coming up on Network. I got a coloring book coming, but I got another gold item. All gold item is going to be dope. Can't wait for you guys to see it. Um, I'm considering dropping a platinum money counter. I actually like the idea because I like that shiny RoboCop, like, you know, that fucking white gold platinum color. Anyways, I might do that with the money counter later this year. Not sure yet. I'm thinking about it. 
I think I might just do that. I might just do a limited drop. You know what I'm saying? That might be, fuck it, 250, 300, boom. Um, I want to thank Lonnie Paxton. He is a friend of my boy, Tal's, and uh, he used to be in the NFL. In fact, he, I believe he played for the Patriots, and I think he won, a, he won a chip with them too, I think. But anyways, he worked for GoPro for a long time and sent me a GoPro Hero 8 camera to film 4K video like of my cars, of my family, whatever. And I think I'm going to start recording parts of my show for fun with it. Um, I have a tripod for the GoPro coming soon, and I'm hyped. Anyone who is fluent in GoPro, please DM the podcast page and let me know what essentials I may need to get. Especially, can you guys tell me, What's the best thing to use for filming inside a fast car? I'm not going on YouTube to ask around, whatever. It's just, if you guys know, like, is there a cool mount to put outside on top of the roof, maybe on the side of the car, so that I can put on the back so you can hear my exhaust, um, something on the inside so you can see me driving. Um, I want to make some home movies and uh, videos of my drives. Speaking of movies, I watched Ip Man 4 this weekend, and it was good, right? It was everything I wanted it to be. Shout out to my guy, Van Ness Wu, who uh, he was a co-star in It Man 4. He actually did a good job, pretty motherfucker. But uh, I don't see where the hate was. I saw a lot of DMs and stuff. People are like, oh man, this this was weak and blah, blah. Like, To be honest, I like this shit more than It Man 3. And I love Mike Tyson. Anyone who listens to this show knows how much I love Mike Tyson. All right? But part three was definitely, for sure, the weakest one out of the four. Right. But it man, man, damn, that was it. That was the final one. What a movie set. Um, so for the kids, obviously we do our movie nights and stuff and um movie night on Saturday was hook. And uh they liked it but they didn't love it. And I think they just need some more years under their belts because Robin Williams was fucking brilliant. He is excellent in that movie. So was so many other people, right? Spielberg, that was just an underrated movie, even though more people than I realize have watched that movie. But um you know, I've been busy as fuck. I got on the Pomp podcast this weekend on Friday. Uh, P O M P Pomp. He's a. It's, I think it's it's a. It's short for Pompliano. I think that's his last name. Italian dude, but he is a top twenty podcast in the business uh, section too. So this dude's been ranked higher than me and everything. And the host Anthony has been crushing it during the pandemic. He's been actually recording like every day. And dropping like five, six episodes a week, which is crazy. I can't do that shit. He's doing them on Zoom. And uh, anyways, he had me on the show Friday. I think it should air this week sometime. He just had Mark Cuban on before me. Uh, can't wait for you guys to hear that shit. And um, again, with all the free time I do have, even though I've been busy, I've been organizing my photos, right? And I downloaded this app called Photo Declutter app. Or Photo Declutter Man, that shit worked like a fucking charm, right? It cleaned up so much bullshit, got rid of duplicates, other shit that was fucked up, the bullshit ones. It organized, listen, I have 230,000 photos and it organized all that shit. Took a pretty short time too, surprisingly. While I was doing that, some kid called me out on Twitter on my skate skills or, or my lack of history or being involved in skating and be, be call me a poser. I was like, hold on, bro. I came back and posted a picture of me doing a hand plant and doing a motherfucking me skating in 1987, doing a high ass ollie. Like I could have easily ollied over three boards, right? 
And then the discussion got into SB Dunks. So I dug into the, thanks to the motherfucking declutter photo app, I dug into my motherfucking archive and I shit on the world. You know, busted out the OG Nike talk pics, some pics I haven't been, never been posted on Instagram. Shout out to my AMC, Air Max crew. All right, rest in peace, DJ Am. Shout out to my dog, DJ Homicide. Some kid had the nerve to say that in the last five years, Travis Scott is the reason why, you know, kids are wearing SB Dunks and he had this podcast. I was like, bro, like, no offense, man. I know every single major person in the sneaker game. I think people got it fucked up. You don't understand. You cannot mention the word or the term SB Dunk from 2002 to 2004 without mentioning my name. Complex. Every magazine you can think of has done a story on me, period. All right? It's just a lot of time has gone by and people don't know. They're like, oh, you've been a jeweler so long. They don't know what I've done in my life. Okay? Understand this. Travis Scott had a lot of influence on these hypies today wearing the SB Dunks. Okay? But if it wasn't for Ian Connor, it wouldn't have been the same thing. Because Ian was the one who was rocking $30,000 kicks. All right? Just rocking them on the streets, just like Travis does. Okay? Had Ian Cotter not put those SB Dunks in Travis's hands, things might have been a little different. All right? I was reading some of these comments. I was thinking, I was like, yo, this motherfucker literally sicko mode. Like, he, he, Travis even took a fucking word. That's like Ian's word. He, he coined that shit. He has a company called Sicko now. It's crazy. Uh, it, look, I love Travis. By the way, if you check very old tweets on Travis Scott's Twitter, you'll see he used to tweet things like, oh, man, when I was in high school, I used to look up to Jacob the Jeweler, Ben Baller, Nigo. It's like I always wanted a Ben Baller chain. He tweeted Ben Baller for vice president, LMFAO. And uh, I used to talk to dude all the time. Like I've said that on the show, man. And dude even asked me to borrow my, in 2015, he asked me to borrow my Lamborghini Aventador, all right? Because he said it was, he wanted to be Batman, so he needed a black Lamborghini to go with the theme of his costume for Halloween, okay? Um, that happened to be the OG K-Town Destroyer 1, all right? And the car was slammed on the ground. It was lower than fuck. There was no way he could have driven that car without fucking it up. So, you know, obviously I said no. It's no issue, whatever. But anyways, congrats to Travis Scott and to Scott Miscuddy, um, a.k.a. Kid Cuddy, for the number one single in the country. They got that, uh, they got the new group called the Scots. Dope-ass thing. Cause did the artwork. Um, it's actually Cuddy's first number one album. I'm so hyped for my fam. Um, I had our talk with Cuddy this week. In fact, uh, actually... I had two one-hour talks this last week with Cuddy. Um, whenever we talk, it's always a long-ass chat, but I love that guy. But, uh, but yo, listen, man, we're wrapped for the show. Yo, oh, hold on, man. My Mike Trout Tops rookie card comes out this Wednesday, and I promise you this shit is the hardest card I've done so far out of these last three. This shit is crazy. Understand the card's only available for 48 hours, so far, you know what I'm saying? I, I've done three, right? But I got 17 left. But honestly, this Mike Trout could be the hardest one, okay? The Jeter and the Griffey Jr. are definitely one of the craziest for sure. It, it's a toss-up between those three. But again, Mike Trout tops Project 2020, drops this Wednesday. 
I don't know, I assume 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, what is that? 1 p.m. New York time. Don't sleep. This card is going to be worth money. If you see all my cards have gone up in value, it's a nice little come up. Thank you so much. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends about the show. Look, man, I love you. You guys know that. I appreciate you guys so much. Lakey, please take us home. <laughs>